Hello and welcome back to the Simplicity Diaries with me, Kim John Payne. I've been uh, rereading a book that I haven't touched in um, in years um, this week. I was just cleaning things up, and you know how when you do that, you, this a book just jumps off the shelf, and you think, "Wow, I haven't seen it in a long time." And it was this book uh, about the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, written some time ago by Stephen Covey. And I remember reading that and it having a tremendous impact um, on the way I parent. But what jumped out at me, particularly in the, um, in the book, was this whole aspect of sphere of influence, sphere of concern. And it really reminded me um, of, this, of this, the, the difference um, between what we're concerned about um, and how, how little power we have over that, but it still remains a concern and what we have influence over, and therefore power to change. And in the um, in uh, a lecture I actually saw by Stephen Covey, he actually drew up on the board um, this big circle, and he said, "That's the that's the sphere of concern." It's we've got so many concerns, and as parents, boy, we've got you know we specialize in it, right? We've got so many worries, so many concerns. And then he drew a smaller circle, you know, really much smaller. I mean, if you imagine the sphere of concern being the size of a beach ball, the sphere of influence being the size of a tennis ball. And he said, that's where we have influence. And a highly effective person will know the difference between the two, will really know and act out of sphere of influence and be informed by sphere of concern. So, you know, I really took that to heart. And, um, you know, I remember I went through a a, a patch when the kids were little of finding it difficult to fall asleep because of all the things that were going on and the concerns I had. And, you know, they were in grade school and things were going on. And, you know, and, and, and the way in which I personally learned to deal with this to say, okay, those are those are my concerns. There they are. Now, how do I? Is there any foothold of influence I have within that concern? Uh, you know, is is what is what is the influence I have? And usually, well, most of the time, there's some kind of influence that I can take that one can take within the larger concern. And rare times, but but they pop up is sometimes there's frankly nothing. There is really nothing that can be done about it, and in which case one just consigns that to the periphery, this bigger circle of the sphere of concern, because there's nothing you can do about it. Um, that's rarer, because I found very often, if I spent my time, when I just I was a bit um, bugged by something, I couldn't sleep, and if I spent my time... Um, you know, rather than being sleepless, just working backwards, okay, as to where, where is my foothold? Um, it was, it, it, it was just minutes before I was then asleep. <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying this is an insomnia cure because I don't think I had that, but it was just, you know, how things as a parent, you just things churn around inside you, and to separate out what is concerning and worrying as to what you have have influence and a good degree of control over is absolutely is absolutely golden 
because because then you become an effective parent then you're acting within what you actually can influence and often can control and then your kids know it and this is the thing is that your kids then hear the ring of authenticity in your voice the fact that you can control this you can have influence over this um because our kids do like a cost-benefit analysis, do you know what I mean? When they hear us give an instruction, say something, make a statement, they sort of listen to it and think, yeah, is that for real or not? Does my dad really mean that or not? Should I really do what he's asking or not? When we operate within our sphere of influence rather than our sphere of worries and concerns, what happens is that our kids not only hear it, we feel more steady and solid within us. Look, I'll give one quick example. Um, in my uh, early a- adulthood, um, when I was 19 and through for two, three years, I worked in a group home for what was then called um, <laughs> uh, violent and uh, recidivistic youth. <laughs> it was not a horrible name, right? But it was a it was an edgy place, and I lived and I uh, and worked right there. I you know my my room was right in the, in the corridor with these kids who, you know, I came to care for very deeply. But boy, they were they you know they had some stuff that they had to work out, and I would often um, I'd, I'd meet with a very very defiant attitude if I wasn't very careful, and I learned quickly to differentiate what I could control and what I wish I could control. Um, what was my influence? What was my, my concern or worry? And so rather than get into arguments with them, for example, this, this place was in a little bit of a rural setting. It was way on the outskirts of town. I could control the car. I mean, I could, I could say to them, you stop talking like that right now, and they would just, you know, they'd just keep right on sometimes. But if I, if I said to them, look, this is this is just so disrespectful. This is so uncooperative. Uh, I can't I can't be extend to you cooperation unless you extend to me cooperation. And we're just simply not going to get in the car to go into town this afternoon. We're just not. The cooperation needs to improve. I want to cooperate with you, but I need to see you cooperating with me. Otherwise, we're not getting in that car. We. You know, it, and it's a long, long, you know, several mile walk. That was within my sphere of influence. I was acting within that as a, as a as a foothold. But what I was really talking about was cooperation. You see, which was my concern. And so, so that's what I mean about operating within your influence. Because because those kids, no matter how aggressive they were, couldn't say to me, "Yeah, you you will take me into town. You will." It's like. No, you know, no, you can't make anyone do that. This is my sphere of, of influence. Another example is I was working with a school um, a little while ago in a, in a, um, a school district that was uh, bringing in um, iPads for kindergartners and using, uh, they, they'd already brought it down into uh, first and second grade and now they were bringing it down into the kindergarten, and they were doing it out of the best of intentions because they wanted to seem cutting edge and groovy and so on. 
But there were a ton of parents. Uh, well, there was one parent, but because where it started, there was one parent who just was aghast at that happening. And she watched it happen in the first and second grade, but because her child wasn't in that first and second grade, she didn't really take action, but she was very concerned about it. And now it was coming into the kindergarten. Got a call and, sa- and I said, well, what's within your sphere of influence? What's within your concern? Now, her concerns were long. She'd researched this and she'd, you know, she'd looked up the Fool's Gold um, report from the Alliance for Childhood. Great report, by the way, Fool's Gold from the Alliance for Childhood. And she'd found a lot of data and a lot of well-written stuff and she just couldn't believe the school were doing this. So I said, well, what's within your sphere of influence? Because, and she said, well, nothing. I don't know what I can do. Because she was overcome with her sphere of concern. It was just really overcoming her. Um, we paused and we talked about just a, you know, this was just a phone call. Um, and we talked about what was in her sphere of influence and what it was was that she could she could take all the data that she'd gathered, make it concise, because no school, you know, no one's going to read a dossier on this. And I suggested that um, she condense that down, and we worked it out, and down to one page, just bullet points, one page. And that then she began to, um, that she could consider beginning to reach out to her um, affinity group, like who are the mothers and the fathers within the school that you feel connected to would get this, start reaching out to them, which which she did. That group quickly grew, and it grew, and it grew, to the point where um, they had the sphere of influence that was now quite considerable. They then approached the school administration um, uh, with this, and, and by the way, they let the school administration know that they were they were you know, like-minded parents, parents were discussing the use of technology in kindergarten. You know, they didn't blindside um, the administration. That wouldn't have been um, met with a really um, sort of a, 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 a... That wouldn't have been a great approach. Anyway, they got, a, they got a pretty large group of parents who were somewhat concerned, very concerned. They put out a questionnaire. Um, this woman got together with a small group. This was easily done through the software you can get now, you know, to put out questionnaires. They did it through the um, parent organization of the school, um, had access to the parent organization database, built a very, very convincing case, and the use, the purchase of the iPads was halted for a full year while more study was done into that. And guess who was asked to be um, on a key part of a four-member team for the study group? That was this this woman and um, you know and this was very very effective um, in, in, in translating her sphere of concern into her sphere of influence and I was just so pleased that she was that she was able to do that and felt so much healthier and effective and when I spoke to her several um, months later it was just a little down the, the track um, it uh, was a, a, a remarkable sort of shift in her voice. The anxiety, the worry, the, the feeling of, I guess, helplessness. These are all, you know, I'm, I'm extrapolating here, but it, it sounded, it didn't sound good when I first spoke with her. 
when I when we made contact again, she sounded strong, centered, calm, but kind of powerful. You know that she had done this, and she had felt that her view had been well represented, and that she felt seen within the community. It was a wonderful thing. So I want to end with a with the Serenity Prayer that I I'm, you know all of us know, but it 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 so encapsulates this sphere of influence sphere of concern the serenity serenity prayer god grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference <laughs> doesn't that speak right to the core of 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 what we've been addressing in this simplicity diary today okay i sure hope that's helpful it's, it's been helpful to me um, that's for sure and helpful to countless other people too so um, that's it for today okay bye bye now <laughs>